You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Welcome, Sid Talk. Welcome. Thank you. You're very kind, and generous, and lovely. And welcome to the listeners of the show. More, well, more welcome to the listeners than welcome to you. <laughs> Actually. Because they have a choice? Yes. <laughs> I have a choice. I choose to be here and to talk about movies with my husband, in case anyone doesn't know, if you've never listened before. Our before the after the show discussion, as I always like to bring up, was you testing the microphones again. Yeah. Is that a thing do you think the podcaster people do and people with, who use microphones every day just do it every day anyway? Every time? Yeah, I think they probably do. Because if you record it all and then you listen and it's crappy, there's no going back. No. Because the wife isn't going to sit here for another hour and a half to do it again. (laughs) No. So Got it. Every week I always have some audio issue. I said to you, people who do audio for a living, I think it's a hard thing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of circumstances you have to deal with. Especially people who do audio for like news readers when they're outside in a storm or something. You know, like the weather lady who Definitely. stood in the rain? Yeah. It's all difficult. So, uh, yeah, c- uh, anybody who can get sound just right, I'm amazed by it. <laughs> um, and we Never need- mind all those people who get all the pictures right for television movies. That's really easy. But yeah. the sound, no, that's hard. Relating um, that to movies, we've seen movies with terrible sound, where it's quite clear that the sound wasn't done properly. <clears throat> Which one? Hmm... Enemy one? Public Enemies enemies. is one that actually stands out. Yep. Go and get the Blu-ray of Public Enemies starring Johnny Depp. Just so you can see how bad it sounds. That's an example of bad sound in a movie. Actually, the director thinks it's good sound, but Mm -hmm. nobody else agrees. This was Mimic Real Life, but in real life, I can pretty much hear most things. Yeah. Not like... (laughs) With music, I don't have a soundtrack. This is Johnny Depp in Public Enemies. (laughs) Sort of, kind of, yeah. Yeah, you have no idea what he's saying. And then there's a load of gunshots that are about 50 times louder than his voice. Are we here to talk about that movie? No. So it is um, Saturday, July the 29th. This is after the show number 490. And we're looking at the movie this week, The Circle. It's a 2016 movie. Uh, released on Blu-ray July the 18th, so you can pick this up now. It's from our friends at Lionsgate, and it's rated PG-13. Um, and Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of the movie, The Circle. The Circle is our doomed technological future. <laughs> a girl goes to work at a company that pretty much mimics Facebook, Google, any of the big ones up there, big IT people. And... um. A girl, a young woman. And through the course of it, we discover they're trying to pretty much put their little digital fingers in everybody's business. And what are the pros and cons of that? The circle. Now, the reason I'm being generic is because it is a generic idea these days. We get it, you know? We get it. <laughs> Technology can be bad. Robots can be bad. Industrial revolution can be bad. Machinery. On the job can be bad. Every time we go through a phase of big human change and innovation, we do lots of art about it. And this is one of those. All right. So uh, The Circle um, stars 
Emma Watson and Tom Hanks, and uh, they're quite prominently displayed on the cover here. <laughs> they met in the movie. They're prominently displayed in the movie. They are also prominently displayed in the movie. Um, so, this movie, I will go first. Okay. My opinion on this movie. It's a movie full of interesting ideas about privacy, uh, social networking, how much information we really should be kind of comfortable giving away to the the difference between the way social network companies are set up, like they offer you this fun thing, yet on the other end of it, your data is being mined um, for... You don't actually think about it while it's happening, but, you know, Facebook knows your face. When your friends post a photograph with you in it, it's your face, you know, it says, here, here is you. Yeah, so, it asks you, hey, do you want to tag this person in this picture? So it's looked at it and seen other faces that look like that person and asking you, is that that person? And then you're part of the part of the conspiracy when you say part yes. Of the circle. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's your digital fingerprint yeah but face recognition on the internet that has been done on you in a fun way yet now it's there so if somebody else nefarious needs to find your face they can so there's all those it does sh- like you say none of these issues are things we don't know about it's not like we're oh really facebook has all our data we know that but it's how easy it is for us to look at something like Facebook and go, that looks fun. I can post all my photos and talk to my friends. Yet on the back end of that, something nefarious could be happening. I'm not saying it is with Facebook, but it could be. They are getting a lot of your data. They know probably most things about you if you post on Facebook every day. Probably know what you had for dinner. They probably you know. what I had because I just posted Sid's egg fried rice. Enough said. Yeah, and, <laughs> and what time you at your dinner or yep. made your dinner? You know, there's a lot of information that is. In taken this movie, from. this story is written. It was a novel book to kind of examine the perils of not only having all your information, but also tying a company because we'll do spoilers, I suppose. That this company also wants to tie itself. To governmental. Now, the undertone, and I imagine if you read the book, I haven't read the book, so I don't know, but the undertow of this is that these men, even though we get absolutely no explanation whatsoever about their position on anything, what their goals are, what their plans are, not really, very superficial, you know, we've invented these cameras being put everywhere. We're doing this thing with the photo registration, da-da-da. So I'm thinking they, and they mentioned government a few times in this sort of negative way. Bring the power to the people. So it sounds like a revolution that they want to have happen, like uh, a coup or it's like take over the government in some way because they're trying to tie it all together. But none of that is mentioned. Nothing at all except, well, we're going to make it mandatory to have our software. And then when it co- and you're automatically registered to vote. And then when it comes time to vote, you're required to vote. They don't talk about the punishment if you don't. They don't talk about any penalties if you don't, but they want to make it mandatory. And then because they're saying, you know, power to the people. And though when they display things to everyone, all these users of the circle, you know, 250 million or whatever, they're heavily influencing their opinions and their views of things. But none of that is addressed. Yeah, well, yeah. 
the movie itself, um, it throws up loads of cool questions and interesting what-if type things. Of what? But... What's interesting? Well, to me, there was a lot of interesting stuff, like um, they show some apps that they've developed. One of them is one that can find anybody on the planet using the power of social networking. And when you think, oh, how's that work? Well, in this sci-fi, it's kind of sci-fi but present day because mm-hmm. some of the technology is a little bit above what we can do now. But the, the first, like, Tom Hanks comes to the stage and he shows this new camera that they've developed that's small, like a marble. That's what it reminded me of, just a, yep. a marble with a camera inside. It can remind me of an eyeball. Yeah, and you can actually put it anywhere, and it's very small and nobody can see it. And he shows you on the screen because he's doing one of those Steve Jobs-like presentations. Mm-hmm. And uh, he shows that we've put hundreds of them on this street and nobody knows they're there and they communicate with a satellite so they are sending video 24 hours a day there's no nothing for you to worry about you place one somewhere and then you can look at it and also behind that on the app it's not just looking it's scanning people's faces it's feeding data into itself to say like oh look all these people are on this street that's the name of him, that's the name of him. It pulls data as well as the image. So it's a dangerous thing. It's like an amazing thing. I'm sure the government would love that to spy on everybody. But um, he shows you that. And then he says that we want to sell it for less than a price of je- the price of a pair of jeans so everybody can afford one. And then there'll be millions of, of them all over the world and we'll be able to see everything at all times. Exactly. Now, that is sounds awesome, and it also sounds a little <laughs> bit scary, right? So, I like that idea, and the idea of the app, using the data on the app and the cameras to find people. So, they show an example of, here's a criminal uh, that's been on the run for a while. Uh, let's just put it out on the, on the circle. That's what the, the app, uh, the company's called, the circle, i.e. Facebook. And uh, let's say, <laughs> let's see how long it takes to find this criminal by broadcasting it out to everything and all the cameras and everybody. And then they say, users, you, yeah, just users, users. So within twenty minutes, somebody who works in a place looks across the room and goes, "Oh, that's that person that they're looking for," and then the police get that person. So then they say, "Well." If you can get a criminal like that in under 20 minutes, you can find, like, a long-lost relative or, you know... Well, no, they make it very clear they want to find people who refuse to be, to be a part of this circle. Also that, too. Like, no, that's the main thing, because that was what they hit on right immediately after, and that was the whole of it. Like, that's what we really want to do. Yes, yeah, so I'm just saying that the things that this, that this could be used for is you could find a long-lost relative, you could find somebody who actually did go missing, like, people go missing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people's kids just go missing, and then 20 years later they show up again. But, like, you could find them. But then you're like, well, some people don't want to be found, and even criminals obviously don't want to be found, but some people who go missing on purpose... But they're not actually talking about missing people. No, no, I'm just just talking about the implications of this. Yeah. Outside of this movie. This movie doesn't um, go into a lot of detail. I'm going into more detail for you. Like things that... Isn't that tell you something about this movie? Well, that's what I'm getting (laughs) to. So, 
what this would be useful this technology in many things but then again it is a complete invasion of privacy because these cameras are looking at everybody all the time doing everything so there is a scene in this movie where she makes a video call to her parents and her parents are having some form of sex while the cameras are still switched on and she sees it so you know, you wouldn't want to see that. You don't want to see everything that somebody does, doing. but you don't really do. You? I mean, yes, yeah, I mean, you does. don't want everybody to see you on the toilet. I don't, but no. somebody does. So yeah, obviously there are weird people who want to watch everything. So yeah, this is kind of like the Truman Show, but everybody knows they're being watched. Yeah, it would be like a free for all. Just watch anybody at any time. So. All the stuff that it brings up is cool to look at and watch, but it doesn't go anywhere and there is no opinion. Like, I don't know if Tom Hanks, even though near the end he says, oh, we're fucked, I don't really know if he's bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> because... Nobody's said, nobody's told no, us. No, we don't see these emails that he's, you know, he, he looks at his dude and goes, oh, we're fucked because his emails get leaked at the end. But we've never seen these emails and we can't see these emails in the film. So we don't really know what these emails say. We just know that he's thinking, oh shit, we've said some stuff. Our plans are going to be revealed, but not in this movie. No, but not in this movie. (laughs) So also um, in this movie, there is a subplot. There's a um, Finn Wozniak, as I like to call him, is hanging around in the background. He's the guy. (laughs) He's he's, The reason I call him Finn Wozniak is... He's Finn from Star Wars, the actor, um, John Boyega. And he's basically the third wheel of the company, like Wozniak is to Apple. Like, he's the guy who, like, did a load of the inventing, yet wants to keep out of the way and not be the public figure. Tom Hanks is the public figure. Let's compare them. Yeah. Tom Hanks would be Steve Jobs, and John Boyega would be Steve Wozniak hiding in the shadows. But John Boyega's thing is is called Ty, is he invented most of this stuff, yet how it's being used in the company is not his vision. So he, in the background, he's trying to figure out like what he wants from it and trying to stop them doing with it. But it's not... It's really weird. It's like he's in a few scenes and he brings her into it. I don't get how she, you know, he's like, he saw her at this party and she seemed like she, what What did he say? He thought he could trust her immediately. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. Like, <laughs> I'm glad. And then, he's, then, he, then he takes her down to his server room, like almost instantly. But and that shows turns her, to nothing. It turns to nothing, yeah. There's a lot of nothing. Yet, it's an inter- there's an interesting thing, core to it. Yet, there's a lot of threads that don't go anywhere. And a lot of wishy-washy, nobody's on any side of the fence. Like, there isn't a bad or a good. There's, like, everybody's on this wishy-washy middle. Mm-hmm. They, they try to, like, at the, towards the end, they try to make Emma Watson's character like a Katniss Everdeen, like she's rising up against the... But it doesn't really come across like that. Mm-hmm. In any, it, it, it's like, oh, she unve- unveiled some secrets. And now she can make the company kind of like how she wants it to be with... But we don't know what her motivation is. Or if she's good or if she's bad or anything. Like, I mean... I should say, I did enjoy the movie. 
but I'm not going to say lots of great things because it's very, it has no, like, I think what you're saying is it doesn't, it just keeps going. It's like you're watching a TV show and you're five episodes in and the big arc is about 10 episodes away. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're going to, you're, you're like, well, you know, because you've watched television shows in t- five more episodes. Oh, we're probably going to find out who that guy really is. Oh, we're really going to find out who's the bad guy. But in this, it's just, that's it. It's contained, but it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, and you mentioned Black Mirror, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a great show on Netflix if you've not seen it. And it covers, like, often a technological thing that could could be a doomsday scenario or whatever. And uh, this movie felt like a bigger budget episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. And Black Mirror actually has some better <laughs> better concepts and ideas to it than this does. Um, but yeah, this just felt like a bigger budget version of a TV. Because Black Mirror is basically commenting on society and technology and humanity and the choices we make and all that combined. And you can get away with it, I think, more in a television show. Just because when you do it in a movie, you're not actually telling me a story. In the television show, you get a glimpse of a person and kind of where they fit in this technology stuff. Like, one episode was very particularly connected to this one, this movie, I think. Because this world that everybody's living in, the future, your likes and approval on social media determines your whole life. Uh, yeah. So the bank knows how much people like you, your job. You can't get a job. You can't get an apartment if you don't have a certain ranking number in social media only. And so this girl, this young woman, has to is living her life through this and getting you know higher up, and then something happens where she's sort of like chewed up and spit out of the system, and then sort of learning about how that shouldn't matter, you know. But that episode of Black Mirror, which stars um, what's the name? I forget. Oh, uh, Howard, Dallas Howard. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, um, is actually a better. <laughs> it's a better version of this movie because it's a story of a person and you get the whole of who she is she takes she has her story where you understand where she's coming from in the beginning you understand who she is you understand where she is at the end and i'm not saying every story needs a formula i love weird shit just like just like you do i love weird things that have open ends and that have no explanation but this isn't that kind of movie it's not trying to be you know, mysterious and open-ended. It's not like Tree of Life or anything like that. It's no, like this, this is a pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's trying to tell you a story. It's from a novel that I assume tells you a story. And the story includes a lot of little rules that do get followed to make it feel like when it's done, you have absorbed a world and a place and a time and some people and their choices and the consequences of all of that and where they end up. For the most part. And this doesn't... It's just like it kind of falls apart. Even though it's well made. So, Everybody does a good job. I, I mean, I didn't have a problem with M. Watson, Watson or Amy Pond at all. Tom Hanks was fine. He was better in this than I remember him being in the hologram one. So overall, I enjoyed it, strangely. There's a lot of... Um, I'm just waiting for the next episode so I can know what the hell's going on. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that actually... They're interesting ideas, but they go nowhere. And yeah. one of them, as an example, is... Um, Emma Watson's character May is sat, uh, she gets the job in this the circle place and she's working on customer service and these people turn up like this these two people and they start telling her about well 
This isn't part of the job, but this is like your social ranking. And here's your number on the social scale. And the more you interact with people, the higher your social number is and the better that is. But it doesn't really matter because it's just the social thing. But like you'll, the way it's presented to you is like it does actually matter. These people are trying to be nice. But you really should follow what they're yeah, saying. Exactly. It's totally oh, it's totally not mandatory. But then, <laughs> but then this social number and everything plays no part in this movie. Like it. That's true. It, it just it's, it never comes up again. It's it. They explain it to you for about five minutes. The scene's about five minutes long where they're explaining it to our May, and as a byproduct of that, we're going oh, this is yeah. Probably- you're right. She never gets. No. Penalized it make or any anything. Difference. Yeah. So I didn't even understand that. I was thinking, like, is that something in the book that really actually makes makes a whole lot of sense? Like, like in the book, is that social status, do you get fired from the company if it drops too low? Or, you know, like, are you outcast? Like, do people not like you if you don't interact with them? So that goes nowhere. Another thing that I thought was really, really cool in this movie, and it kind of goes nowhere as well, is... They take her to um, get a, a medical, like because she's just started at the at the job, and they, she goes into this like science sciency looking medical center, and the lady says, "Drink this green shake," and she drinks it, and then they put this like Fitbit on her arm, and then they say to her, "Oh yeah, the Fitbit will read all, everything on your arm. It will just leave it on. It'll it'll read like your heart rate, your health." <laughs> how good your lungs are everything it'll it'll even like tell us if you're getting sick and we'll and you know and, and i don't know about you but i was like oh i want to see how they I was put like, this into how what they do with this well i was like this is awesome and then the, then she said how does it work she says well you just ingested the um sensors by drinking the green shake and i was like wow that's really cool like science science and they've actually got something into you now that you didn't yep. even realize and now they're really tracking you but that kind of goes nowhere as well. <laughs> it's weird. It's just a fun idea that I was like, wow, that could be cool. I but I that... agree. You're probably going to say, like, it probably was something in the movie where she was doing something. Yeah, in the book where, yeah. Um, where they might have used it against her or something. But in the movie, the it, 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 in the movie, the only thing that it it's it's cool when you when you when she says, oh, you just ingested the sensors. I was like, oh, oh that's bad. Later on, we're going to really get a payback from that. Or, here's what I thought. Oh, she's going to have to vomit that out later or poop it out or something in order to... But it like, re- She'll have to drink something to get it out of her, but that never happened. It really either. goes nowhere. And all that... The only reason for that whole thing is she turns to him and says, a mother, a mother and father at home, a father has got MS and he's really ill. And she's... The only thing that that whole scene aside from it being a little bit of fun, is, oh, we'll get your parents on healthcare yeah. because you've got this job. And then, as soon as they put the parents on the healthcare, well, the parents have to wear the bracelets and be wired uh, cameras everywhere. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense a lot of the time. You have to really, like, you know. And then, then there's a weird, like, did you find this, like, really, like, crap? <laughs> Then it cuts to, like, Beck playing a concert. Yes. I was like, what the heck is going on? It's like, yes, we're on the ca- we're on a campus. It's like a Google campus, obviously, like the Circle or a Facebook campus. And uh, she goes to the medical center and then it cuts to Beck singing, I would say... Like, ten seconds? Ten seconds of a song and then never see him again. It's like, it's really, like, 
Like, what was the point? Why did you even... <laughs> you had to get Beck there. You had to get a big crowd. He had to do his song. You had so to film it. You looked up something afterwards, though. That's and kind of interesting. What? That the name of his new album? Yeah, is the same. Yeah, so it's probably <laughs> it's probably a um, marketing thing, but it made Weird. no sense in the movie. It no. was like, okay, yes, this company treats their employees well and gives them a Beck concert at night. Um, is that it? Is that what this whole thing was about? Like the 10 seconds that we saw him? Why didn't we see the song? Or, you know, why didn't the song play while there was a conversation going on? Because it just cut away from it and went inside the building. We sound very enthusiastic about this movie. <laughs> but the movie is really interesting. There's a lot of interesting yep. stuff. But I don't... I was thinking at first, maybe it just didn't have the budget to like portray everything properly. But then we watched, and there's actually a commercial for this at the beginning of this movie, Nerve, the movie we watched earlier this year, um, which is another like social media kind of movie uh, about cameras and social media and what would happen if a... And that movie had a low budget and actually pulled that off, I thought. You know, pulled to off... To some the, degree, yeah. Off the idea of that game. And it was a lot more, like, dynamic and more locations and... This movie's all in this one place. A lot of this movie just takes place... Uh, you've seen Steve Jobs. Uh, rest in peace, Steve Jobs. But you've Watch seen... it. Are you Protestant or Catholic? <laughs> you've, you've... We just read a news story today where that became, that's a problem for the uh, Protestants. So It's unfortunate, but rest in peace, I mean. So you've seen Steve Jobs where he comes on the stage and does his hour-long... You know, we're going to be unveiling a new iPhone or whatever... And a lot of this film is that. It's Tom Hanks stood on a stage, yeah. or Emma Watson stood on a stage. They're unveiling something, or they're having an interview. Like, Yep. So a lot of it is that, which requires not much of a budget, I'm assuming, because it's a little audience and a stage. Um, and then they unveil an app or whatever, or they show you an idea, and then it plays out on a screen behind them. Like, like for instance, the one where they had to track down the criminal. So... There's not. It's a lot of interesting ideas that don't go anywhere, and there literally are plot threads that don't <laughs> seem to even matter. Like it, they don't matter. Like um, Finn Wozniak's whole thing. It Finn doesn't. Wozniak. It doesn't come to anything, and it doesn't really matter. And he's in about three scenes, and it never feels like it matters. It's not like he's trying to. Like, I'm the third guy in this company. I'm trying to get this underground resistance of some of these people in this company to all take over the company and bring it back to what it's supposed to be. No, he doesn't know. He walks around saying that's what he's in. He's saying, oh, this company's not really turning out like I wanted it to. But he never says a solution. He never even puts forward a solution. He just says, look, this is... He takes her down into the um, where the servers are, and then he goes to this other big room that's got water in it. <laughs> he says, this this used to be like the sewers underneath or whatever, but then they're going to be making this into a big server farm, and eventually, like, this whole thing will be servers, and everybody will be online. And, and you're supposed to... It's like, dun-dun-dun. Yeah, and then... <laughs> but he never says, like, so... so oh. <laughs> he never says, like, so we have to... Uh, we're going to have to do something about this, does he? He just, nope. like, says, yeah, this is what's going to happen. Don't tell anybody. And then later she asks him to do something. We don't know what. And then he goes, I did it, but you won't believe what I found. And then we have a thing. And then 
Yeah, there's a lot of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so that was it's where I It's unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. It's frustrating almost. Yeah, when you think about it afterwards and you go, yeah, remember that scene where they give, where they sit and give her a social number profile? Mm-hmm. Why did that matter? It didn't. Exactly. Do you remember when they gave her that like green drink and put that Fitbit on her? Did no, that matter? No, no. It didn't. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, it was just a cool thing. Like, it seemed cool at the time, but then when you think, oh, so what did that do? It didn't do anything. It was just like, hey, look, this is cool. Working at this place, it's what, really cool. What's the good thing that you liked about it, specifically? I like the look any. of the film. I thought they really pulled off like the look of a big company. And um, I liked the futuristic elements of it, the way the film portrays it. When she sat at her desktop, and somebody sitting at her desktop, it's not that interesting, really, is it? It's just a person looking at a screen. Well, they like float information in the air, CG. So you can see text messages coming into her. It's not new. It's not something you've not seen before. But I thought it kept it interesting. And mm-hmm. I was reading, like, there's a part of the movie where she decides, well, she doesn't decide. Tom Hanks decides that she needs to be a person in the company who becomes transparent. And that means she wears one of his cameras. And all the time, she's live doing a live stream. So she's wandering around the campus talking. People are tuning in and watching it. And... uh that's an interesting idea that goes nowhere also, right? Yep. It doesn't go anywhere. It's just fun to look, watch her walking around. And the way they portray it is floating bubbles around her head, kind of like a, The Sims or whatever, and people are saying stuff to her. And if you start reading all those things, it's just like the internet in real life. People are being horrible. Some people are being really nice. Some people are just being really boring. You know, Dumb, it's like... Yeah. It's like... that. I like that aspect. But again... The only thing for her going transparent, and she does in the middle of the movie for a while, is the finale of the movie relies on you knowing what going transparent means. Yep. And that's it. Yeah, you're right. It's just one of those little gadgets. Writing thing. Like, it's just like a, you can, it just, it comes around in a circle, doesn't it? Yeah. See that? See what I did? Circle. Comes around in a circle. I get it. You should so, write a movie. <laughs> so while it's all very interesting while you're watching it, I thought, it doesn't say anything. It, it doesn't have a political It thinks voice. it does, though. That's the problem for me. It does. It Whoever wrote it, whoever put it into a movie, yeah, thought that the it... the screenplay. Yeah. The book might. Yeah, but the movie does not. It is like vanilla, middle-of-the-road... Uh, there's no like it's not very rebellious and it's not very dangerous. You no. don't feel the real danger to me? No, there was no danger actually. No, one person gets killed in this film and that's like an accidenty type thing. There's nobody running around with guns or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. not like a spy movie or That's why when the thing I was looking for the sci-fi violence that it warned us about in the beginning. Yeah. There wasn't. A- you know, I remember the movie Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. That was more of an action-y type what if the world was being... Everybody's being under surveillance. This is more... It's not a violent movie. It's more of a drama based around these ideas. But then the ideas don't go where you would... Yeah. So, yeah, what I did like was the look of the movie. I liked how it sounded. I liked the interface and everything that they designed around the circle. They designed, like... 
the circle's not just this Facebook type company. It obviously makes its own computers and cell phones and cameras. Like it's all branded the circle. So it starts to feel like this cultish type thing. And that's where I was like, well, this is going to be really interesting, right? Because you're all getting sucked into this cult. It even feels like that when she gets the job. Like, absolutely. She, you know, it feels like she's being sucked into something. Like that movie with Paul Walker that I really liked. Where he gets sucked into it. Don't Remember? Know. Huh. We went to see it in the cinema. Mm. It was before Fast and the Furious. And uh, somebody out there will know the name of it. It was like a, an underground, like he's in college, and there's this the thing, and they can offer you wealth. The skulls. The skulls, yeah. Like that, where it, like, it gets sucked into a thing, and it becomes an action movie. Yeah. This, I felt like she was getting sucked into a thing, and it was going to become an action movie. <laughs> I felt that there would be see. I felt that there would be a finale where she has to show down and maybe kill Tom Hanks, but it wasn't like that. It just was That really, would have been a whole different movie. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't. Like something like Enemy of the State or Eagle Eye. It was more... She gets a job at Facebook, The Circle. Does she uncover some things? Kind of, but no. Not really. We don't know what they are. No. Never. Never. You don't... You There's one moment where you kind of understand her motivation. Like, she's like, oh, these... We don't see these emails. But nope. she must know what... Nope, what, she doesn't, because she walks straight from there when he goes, you won't believe what I found, and then mm. that's it. Yeah. So it just feels like she's doing good, but then if you really think about it, you're like, I don't understand what she's doing good. <laughs> because these guys, even though they said we're fucked, they might have just said a few, like, they might have just told a few sex jokes to each other that seemed out of order or whatever, you know, in their emails. I don't think that's what they meant. No. But... Yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere. And and all the whole thing that they introduced towards the end of, like, she comes up with the idea of, well, if everybody is a member of the circle, then why don't we get governments involved and then get voting tied to the circle and all that sort of stuff? All that seemed to come out of nowhere, like, all of a yep. sudden. It was like, whoa, she had that idea? Like, she went from... And it also went nowhere. Yeah, it, it, that doesn't become anything either. We're not saying much good about this movie, but it's really hard to... and. Just doesn't. I mean, we don't have to say good about. I, no, I'm not going to just for anybody else. I'm just saying it doesn't. When I think about it more, which probably is a bad idea, <laughs> it just gets worse. But the worse. funny thing about it is, it's actually entertaining while it's on. Correct. <laughs> which is correct. Weird, which is weird because it's entertaining while you're watching it, but then when it when it was over, I was like, oh, there wasn't much to it. And then as I walked away from it and started to think about it, I just kept finding flaws. So Unfortunately. Maybe you like watch it, get that enjoyment part, which there is some while you're watching it, because it is pretty well made and it's an interesting concept in parts. But then don't try and analyze it like we're <laughs> trying to do. <laughs> just take away what feels like their message, which is technology needs to be handled carefully, which is not that riveting of a of a message. I like to the I also there's also another thing that goes nowhere, which is really good. I thought was a uh, like a, a politician steps up and says, "I'm yeah. going to be transparent." That disappeared completely. And then it doesn't go any like it's really cool. Like they've got this big opening thing, you know, and she comes on the stage and Tom, you know, the not Tom Hanks, the um, 
character. Bob's Burgers guy. Yeah, that guy. He <laughs> comes on and says, Patton. Yeah. He comes on and says, you know, this politician is going to be transparent and we're going to put one of our cameras on her and you're always going to see everything. Every meeting she goes into, every email, everything. You'll know everything about her. She's a transparent politician, which is a really interesting idea. And then what happens to that? Nothing. Nothing. You don't even see an email from her. You don't see a news broadcast. You don't see any meeting she ever goes into. Actually, it's just the idea of a politician being transparent is all it is. Yep. Which is like what the movie is. There is an idea. <laughs> it, it it presents you with lots of interesting ideas, all the ones I mentioned prior, but then doesn't take them anywhere. It's like somebody went, imagine if this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened, and then somebody in the writer's room goes, yes, but all these things happen. How do we make that? Well, that doesn't matter. These things are cool, right? Yeah, what does this lead to? Doesn't matter. Yeah. It, what does this mean? Doesn't matter. Yeah, and, and you know, like when um, when uh, Finn Wozniak is hanging around in the basement and sort of always in the shadows of everything, just stood at the back looking. Yeah, well, well that that seems interesting, right? Yeah, but that won't go anywhere either. It didn't <laughs> really didn't. It's so, so weird. So it's a it's a bunch of cool ideas with no like nowhere for them to run to. Um, is how I see it. But. While it's being displayed to you, and you're watching it, it seems like it's interesting, because you're not aware that it's not going to go anywhere, I guess. So let's move on to the cast. Emma Watson plays May. What do you think of Emma Watson? She was alright. I mean, I don't have any preference for or against her. See, I've never she, seen the Harry Potter movie, so I'm not really aware of her. She had... um. She had moments of, like, really good... I'm thinking... I wish this was a better movie because I think she's doing a good good enough job. Um, she's a little affected, maybe, but I don't know. She seems a bit theatrical at times, but not bad. Like, I don't know. I was pretty neutral, but that happens in movies sometimes when I'm not super interested in the movie. Well, I thought she was good, and I've not really seen her in anything at all, to be honest. Nothing. Um, I can't think of a movie that I've seen her in. Um, but I thought she was good. I thought when she... At the beginning, where she was supposed to be nervous coming into this company, she felt nervous. And that interview, mm-hmm. I thought, was interesting because she came up with some good replies. Um, her interaction with a friend, I, it was a bit wishy-washy, I thought. Um, f- I didn't think a friend was that good. <laughs> Amy Pond. Yeah. yeah. I, I think she actually was overacting a lot of the time. And I do, it was too. A bit weird. I mean, like, she was all right because I like her, but yeah. Yeah, it didn't seem 100% good. Um Emma Watson's father is played by Bill Paxton. Interestingly, this was his last movie. He died just after the filming. Um, plays Vinny. He plays, um, it's a character who has MS, so he's actually physically affected by MS, and he plays that, which makes it even sadder for some, <laughs> like, because it's, yeah, you know, he doesn't seem well, and there's a scene where he shits his pants, and it's awful. Sounds awful. It was really sad. But he doesn't have many lines, Bill Paxton, in this, does he? It's like a very And we don't have any... We get the idea that the parents are kind of off-grid types. They're not really into it, but not fully. It's not like they're Luddites. They don't make them severely anti-technology. Or they're very supportive of her. They love her. Whatever she wants to do. That's it. They don't have any personalities of their own, except she's supportive and he's not well and... 
That's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, Glenn Headley plays the mother. Uh, another, she also died. Um, yeah. Very recently, about three weeks ago. So when you're watching these two parents in this movie, they're both actually dead in real life. That makes it really those scenes because I already knew they were dead. I was like, oh wow, like this is sad. Yeah, watching the <laughs> oh, yeah. last thing somebody did is always really sad. So I liked her. I thought she was really good. She was pretty believable as a mother. Mm-hmm, totally. Uh, but she wasn't a character. No, like the mother and father were really, really... Yes, she needed a mother and father in it. Cause, but the fact that her father was ill and then the company gave them health care also didn't go anywhere. So Yeah. It didn't really didn't. Like, it didn't... Mm-mm. Um, Karen Gillan plays Annie you'll know Karen Gill- Gillan she's Amy Pond from Doctor Who if you watch Doctor Who um, but I thought she was the worst thing in this film um, she's in the beginning she's supposed to be like this hyper yeah. hyper like really super motivated and super like kind of annoying um, overworking <laughs> da, 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 da. this is the that and this is the this and she's introducing her to everything I and found it really annoying that it part. was kind of <laughs> I was like please slow down I'm 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 not on your speedy wavelength I don't <laughs> and then later on in the movie she became like she got better with that yeah I but felt then like. there's like this terrible scene where she's all strung out in a boardroom and yep. makeup is really like like <laughs> that obvious like oh look here's somebody who's doing drugs or they've been awake for too long and she's like because she's she there's a drug in the movie that we also don't hear anything about no it's called Solian soy Soylent, yeah. which of course we all know Soylent Green. We don't. It's Babel. They don't talk about nope, it. Not even one single uh, little mention. But of then it. later on, we realize just from a Skype call that she was on it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I thought that there was super overacting going on in that scene where she was strung out. Also, the scene where she was walking and Emma Watson's character was transparent at that time, and she was shouting her. And she was just walking, and she was going up the stairs. Yeah. And then they had this interaction in the toilet, which seemed very uh, stage schooly to yeah. me. I don't know. It just wasn't very good. Uh, Tom Hanks, I thought, did a very good job. I think he plays Bailey like the, the head of the company. The face of the company, let's say, as well. Um, I actually always think he does a good job. And when he was actually delivering the... like speech on the stage which is most of this movie most of tom hanks appearances in this movie are <laughs> yeah. him giving a speech on a stage true true he did that really well i thought like i really bought what he was saying and i was like felt like wow. he was really schmoozy schmoozy but yeah this, i guess you know this seems exciting what he's saying and look at what they're unveiling and like it's really i liked him i thought he was really good i always do on varying levels think he knows what he's doing right i mean he's tom hanks yeah so I feel like he was the most quality thing in the movie. I put down Beck as Beck. There's no point <laughs> in even saying that. No. And John Boyega as Ty. Um, he's literally in, I would say, four scenes maximum. Doesn't do much. Yeah. Just go back to being Finn in Star Wars. I don't even get what was going on here with, with him. It was like a nothing. And then we've got the Patton guy. The, he's like a comedian. Um, you'll know him. I don't. I can't remember his first name. I didn't write him down. I can't, I'm, I'm thinking Will Patton, but he's not a Will, is he? I no. I don't know. But Os, I Oswald Patton. Is I only his know his voice from Bob's Burgers. Oswald Patton. <laughs> he's a stand-up comedian, um, and he plays like uh, Tom Hanks' assistant 
Uh, I don't think so. Don't press think... secretary, all that kind of thing. He's the CEO. Yeah, but he's like the guy who goes out there and kind of... Mm. He's, he does that speech with the senator, right? Like, when they put in a transparent, he's the guy. Yeah. But um, I thought he was all right, too, actually. I thought he was okay. I thought Tom Hanks and him, they felt the most, like, rounded off characters that <laughs> actually were... It's directed by James Ponzolt. I don't know any of his movies. He's also done some comedy TV stuff. What do you think of the directing of this movie? Or the, you know... Um. Unfortunately, I think because it's not, it isn't, it's fairly generic, right? There's not a lot of No, that DP brings something on. right. The what? The, the director of photography of this movie that we've seen many times before. I think he brings some visual stuff to it. Yeah, there's not much though, which is fine because it doesn't need to be. Yeah, it's know, not flashy. No. But it's very generic, and it doesn't. It's not like you know, watching Social Network, where you have very specific music and very specific, you know, vibe. There is a very specific music in this film. Talking of music, it's kind of like a, a Tronish sci-fi-ish. Dum, 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 I didn't even notice it because I didn't even yeah, notice it, it. It kicked in a lot when um, Ty was on. Oh yeah. So it was uh, almost like I don't. Yeah, but it was really generic. Here's my question. If the guy who invented this shit is lurking around, doesn't like it, doesn't he know all the passwords? Can't he just go in and shut it down? That was one of the things that (laughs) also fell apart. I I kept thinking, why doesn't... If he keeps saying... He says it to Emma Watson a couple of times. uh, You know, I want it... What they want is not what I want. So why don't you just make it what you want? You're the guy who knows how to do it all. <laughs> and you probably know how to... You can get into the darkest, deepest... They don't know anything, really. ...actual basement of this place, which is supposed to be top secret. So that was one of the big loopholes I had to really convince myself. Like, And he, ah, da, 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 and he literally does nothing. I thought there was going... I actually thought there was going to be a scene where Emma Watson and John Boyega break into the basement in the middle of the night and start reprogramming stuff so... I thought the end of the movie was going to be that the apps and the cameras and everything, they turn them all off. Right. But that would have been obviously expected and boring. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. It, it, that is expected and boring. But what actually occurs is nothing at all. <laughs> true. <laughs> true, true. At least we would have gotten like action. Like nothing scene. happens that one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, the directing, yeah, it's... It's just nothing to me. No, but I kind of like the visual style of the design of the circle itself. The building, the uh, interfaces that they use for all the apps. It was all coherent and I understood that it was this big, you know, Facebook-y type thing. Um, Extras on this Blu-ray, there are three. One of them is... um, a true original remembering Bill Paxton. I thought that was pretty good. I it mean, was pretty nice. I mean, it was just Tom Hanks talking about it's it. It's unfortunate that the remembering Bill Paxton is on this movie. Like, this was his last movie. Cause but they didn't remember that lady, so I don't know. That seemed a bit weird. They didn't. But this was Tom Hanks talking about Bill Paxton. Not about this movie specifically. More about, like, when he worked with him in Apollo 13. And uh, the director also, who was holding back a few tears, I could tell. From, yeah. Um, talking about his work with him. There's also um, a No More Secrets completing the circle. It's like a five-part making of. 
Uh, and there is um, the future won't wait design and technology. And that is the, I said it last week, it's the generic. When you watch a film now on Blu-ray and it deals with science or technology or something that's very like, you know, cutting it like on our, this is very now. Well, then we have to have like people talking about it on the Blu-ray and saying, well, this would happen in, in this. Yep. Real. Yeah, it's that. So that's on there too. So, uh, conclusion on the circle. What do you think? Hmm, it's a t- it's a tough one, man. Because I didn't. I was entertained. Yeah, that's the point. And I enjoy the, you know, thinking about it. But I can think about it by looking at my life and saying, like, oh shit, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I've got my every account. I've got auto pay on all my, you know. Because they address that, too, that their technology, their software, has integrated, like, for her grandmother, for example. He asks her, you know, the guy interviewing her, what does this mean to your grandma? And it's actually that all of her bills can all be combined with this one software. Now, what that means is you're telling this company everything you do. So that's another one of those, like, oh, yeah, that's true, because I would love that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So then I start thinking about that, and then I can look at my life, and I could sit there and daydream about how my life and technology are, you know, woven together now throughout that movie and come to the same conclusion as if I were paying close attention to that movie. So I don't know. It doesn't feel like it was worth the time to watch it, except for... I don't even know. No, it actually wasn't. <laughs> even, even, well. That's terrible because it's, it's weird. I would say I enjoyed it while it was playing and I was never bored. It actually moves along at a decent clip. True. And I wasn't bored, but I was expecting something to come of it, which never happened, like I've said. Um, I'm a fan of Tom Hanks and I like to watch him act and I did enjoy watching him. But Tom Hanks is prominently displayed on the cover and, you know, some people might go, oh, a Tom Hanks movie, I'll watch that. It's not really a Tom Hanks movie. He's in it, but it's not, like, the last one we watched with Tom Hanks earlier in the year, um, Hologram, Hologram for a King. That was a Tom Hanks movie. He was yeah. In, you know, this is more Tom Hanks is in it for a little bit, and but it isn't a reason to watch it. Um. But yeah, I did like the ideas. I just I think it's a very empty, hollow story that doesn't. Maybe the book is amazing, but the movie did not pull that off. So sadly, I don't know. I I can't say I'd recommend it, but it's also not crap. I mean, yep, it's not, it's not total poorly crap. made. It's not. Um... And it's not total crap. Like where you come away and go, "Oh mm. my god, what did I just watch?" No, uh, I should have just not watched that. It's not that either. So. It's like a, <laughs> it's it's really wishy-washy movie. It's confusing my brain. It's a wishy-washy movie that has some interesting ideas that don't not go anywhere. And if you watch it and you th- and you can give me some more insight into where it went, or if you read the book, I mean, then uh, tell me. But the movie seems to be missing a lot of the information, which is bad for a movie about information. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, that's the movie The Circle it's out now you can get it on Blu-ray digital uh, DVD Uh, what is our movie recommendations for this week I am going on the subject of The Circle I'm going to recommend you Black Mirror it's on Netflix 
It's a British TV show. They're, it's one of those anthology series, so you can watch any episode and they're all standalone. Like, it doesn't... You could watch just the sixth episode and you would get a story in itself. But the first episode of season three, which is the one with Bryce Dallas Howard, that is a better movie than this is a movie, right? I agree. And that's a 90-minute special, too. It almost is a movie. But um, season three of Black Mirror, in particular, is really good. It's on Netflix. That one particular one that I love. If you're missing... um John Hamm. Yeah, he's in one of them. Yep. In the third episode of season three on Netflix, uh, do you remember the one with the bank robbery and the the dude when he had to deliver the pizza to the guy on the roof and all that stuff? Yeah. That one is amazing, I think. I It blew me away, that one, especially what transpires towards the end. Uh, it's like one of those ones where you're like, I don't understand where this is going. And then you, oh, like. Exactly. Like this, then you're like, oh. Unlike this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like. Oh, we're just really not giving it, it a good time. It had like a super satisfying, oh, wow, ending. So, yeah, I'm going with Black Mirror. I didn't mention in the movie cast, but the guy from Boyhood is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, He's really bad in it. He was. Yeah, really bad. Like, I know that Boyhood was a lot of um, ad-libbing, and he grew up making that movie over the course of 12 years, I think. But in this movie, he's a real... It's almost like he's a bad actor. There was a scene where I mean, he... a possibility. You know the scene where he comes to her works and uh, talks to her in the fight, fight about... Mm-hmm. How bad was that? It was uncomfortable. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. Like, she was good... And he was like, I was like, oh, wow. So anyway, the, the dude from Boyhood is in this movie, and he really, really is bad. I'll take it back. Karen Gillan wasn't the worst performance. He was. But anyway. That's pretty harsh. I wouldn't say he's, he's bad. I'm just saying he... He didn't fit, like... He didn't fit except that, you know, his brief might have been, you're a guy who doesn't belong in this world at all. And he doesn't. He was the Luddite guy. He was the guy who doesn't want anything to do with technology. He wants to be off the grid. When she says, I'll text you, he's like, but we're right here together now. Why can't you just talk about it now? You know what I mean? He's that guy. Yeah. So then in that, if you think about that way, he's probably just right, you know, because he's a little bit out of his element. He's well uncomfortable with all the people and the stuff. And while, yes, he's a bit dry... I don't know if he's bad. But I'm going to recommend, my second recommendation is the movie Boyhood, which I actually think is a really good movie, and he does a really good job in it, because it is very um, kind of free and ad-libby kind of mm-hmm. movie, so it feels more natural. Um, so yeah, Boyhood and Black Mirror are mine. And mine are... Dun, 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 dun. This week I decided, I don't know why, but I decided I want to start watching my horror movies. I usually keep this in October, and it's July. But for some reason, I don't know, I went on Netflix, and then obviously, boom, right out of the top, there's like, this is recommended for you. And I have a lot of horror movies in my list, because that's where I go in, in the fall. And also, I see a few little memes on the on the Facebook. Again, Facebook's ruling our lives. Where it's like, I can't wait till this, and it'll just be a picture of autumn leaves falling. I'm an autumn person. I love it. And so I was like, eh, I'm going to watch some horror movies. And I'm just going to pick ones that... Whatever. You know, whatever pops up on my Netflix list. The first one I watched was Here Alone, 
which was a 2016 movie. I really enjoyed that one. And I told you, and I don't do this very often, but I said, I think you would like this one. It's sort of a subtle, you know, you just have to watch it, but it's good. It does have the element of a viral thing going on. And then another one, I was like, it kept popping up called The Void. I mean, it just kept popping up on every time I went to a movie. So I'm like, we they're pushing this big time where it's really got a lot of the same qualities as I've always liked or watched. So I watched that. And I wasn't a fan of it. Oh, there was another one I watched the other day that was really bad. The Resort. The Resort with the Z. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've watched, so I'll say The Resort with the Z was not great. It was poorly executed, but well made in a strange way. I watched it all. I didn't ditch it. I wanted to see what the whole story was about. But it's uh, zombies at a, at a at a resort with a Z that after the world's recovered from a zombie apocalypse, this one woman owns this luxury resort where you can go kill the zombies. They're all contained there. You know, quote unquote contained. Like you're on a, safa- a safari. Correct. Yeah. You get to kill them. So that's resort, the void. Not great. But I watched it. So, you know. Hang in there if you start it. And here alone. Now, the reason I can say I watched these movies, I didn't like them, and I think they're still worth it, is because they really entertain me. Because I can almost be entertained sometimes by, like, what the fuck are you... What, who's, who followed through with this in this movie to make it all the way to being done? And it's really just... Ugh. But there's something about zombie movies in particularly that are in particular that I am very drawn to and I don't know why. So while I don't know if I would recommend The Circle, even though it's probably one of those good Saturday afternoon, sit down, cuddle up on the couch. If you got a friend over, watch it and go, oh, wow, yeah, that's like, that's something to think about. I think that's fair. But those are my recommendations. If I also want to mention here at this point, when you mentioned zombies, the uh, George Romero died last mm-hmm. week. Some some say, well, not the creator of zombies, but the person who really put them on screen like we know them today. I mean, Walking Dead wouldn't have been a thing if it weren't for, you know, Night of the Living Dead, Correct. which was a groundbreaking movie. And I that? am a zombie person. I don't, I don't judge. I mean, I'll judge by giving you my opinion, but I don't judge as in, oh, that's crap, because I just kind of... I dig him. I'm not saying George Romero was some genius or anything. No, 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 no. no. Night of the Living Dead was a fantastic movie, and it still is. It holds up after all these years. Dawn of the Dead, which is my favorite, um, the one that takes place in the mall, that's my favorite of his. And then he made a bunch of, like, cash-ins, I would say, like, later on in his life, Diary of the Dead. I didn't like Day of the Dead with, um, Dennis Hopper. You did. I didn't. Mm -hmm, I did. Um, But, yeah... He's very influential. You, you know what? You, they asked him to... Um, I read an interview this week, just before he died. They asked him to direct some episodes of The Walking Dead, and he told them to go and stuff it up their asses. Oh, he didn't like The Walking Dead, eh? He said, uh, uh, go and stuff... Go and stick your soap opera with <laughs> zombies up your ass. Oh, my God. He actually was really rude to them. So That's that must kind of funny. Because <laughs> it's not. It wasn't his thing at all. He, he just he, he didn't like the over commercialized right. kind of way that they've done it. So no, he wasn't a fan. But uh, yeah, he is Mister Zombie, and he will. You know, I bet that disappoints some of them who 
Oh, oh you know it does. There? You know it does. Like, I don't know, but yeah, I would imagine. How many of them must be Thought, fans yeah. of him? Like, you know? Wow, well, that's a bummer. Yeah, he wasn't into it. So, sorry, Rick and, fa- Rick and family. Uh, Mr. Romero didn't like it. But rest in peace. And knowing uh, Mr. Romero, he's probably come <laughs> shambling out of his grave at some <laughs> Don't <life>. say that. <laughs> that's terrible. And come, come back. He's a man whose life is done, and that is all. So, yeah, rest in peace, Mr. George Romero. Um, I've been playing some games this week. Uh, Mafia 3, it came out about nine months ago. I uh, actually picked it up nine months ago. Um, I played about, I would say, half an hour of it, and it was full of bugs, and it was kind of a mess. So I stopped playing it and thought, well, I'll wait till they patch it and it all starts working properly, and then I'll play the whole thing through. Now, that was nine months ago. Patches came and went, and I just never got around to playing it. And then this week, the <clears throat> I also had the deluxe edition of it that comes with the season pass. And over the months, the season pass uh, DLC has been coming out, which adds extra story to it. So eventually, nine months later, this week, I thought, I'm really in the mood for like a GTA-style game. So I picked Mafia 3 back up. And now it's complete. All the patches are done. It's working good. And all the DLC has been added. It actually is probably the best way to play it because they've added a load of new story through these DLCs, including like a part where you actually, it's a racing kind of part. There's also a part because it all takes place in Louisiana. There's a kind of voodoo cult kind of aspect to one of the DLCs. Where there's like a witch and witch doctors and, you know, it's it's a bit out there for a Mafia game. But it's kind of fun that it is, like, in there. Um, one of the weapons that that gives you is like a voodoo doll that you throw. And then it makes a load of noise and enemies come towards it. And then you can kind of do what you want with them when they all congregate. But uh, Mafia 3, um, it was a mess when it was launched. And I was like, oh, I love Mafia. What have they done to it? But now, with it all being patched and the DLC is in it, it's probably the best time to play it. So, nine months later, you should pick it up and play. Uh, Overwatch this week. Um, I, I mention Overwatch every week because, as you know, I play it every day. You probably see me play it every day. I do. Um, <laughs> but they added a new character this week called Doomfist, and they've been talking about him for months. Oh my god, how many times do I have to hear this word? He is a <laughs> new character that, that doesn't have guns, and he has his fists. He's like a fighting character. Uh, very unique in Overwatch, because everybody else either uses guns or swords. This guy will just punch you. And uh, I didn't know what to think about it. I have played a bit of Doomfist this week. And I have to say, he's really fun to play. He's kind of technical because he has a lot of different moves. And you can't just go and punch somebody like 50 times in a row. Once you punch, a counter starts and you have to wait a few seconds before he can punch again. So there's a bit of cat and mouse going on. Like you have to, you can run in, punch somebody, and then you have to kind of back off for a bit because they can just do what they want with you then because you've got no defense. So... It's like a bit of a chess game playing him, but it's really fun. Uh, it's free. It's Overwatch. Um, if you already own Overwatch, everything gets patched in for free. So, Also, this patch to Overwatch fixed the loot crate thing, which was the loot crates were giving you loads of duplicate items, and now it will be less so. So you're always going to get new stuff every time you open a loot crate instead of sometimes I opened a loot crate 
and it comes with four items and I've already got all four of those items so it was like uh, I opened a loot crate and nothing happened like so now you actually add in more items and costumes and you will feel like you get more stuff which is really why you play um, the other thing uh, we've been watching this week uh, is Iron Fist on Netflix I'm a big fan of anything Marvel we've watched Daredevil we watched Jessica Jones, and we watched Luke Cage, and now Iron Fist is the fourth one in the series. Uh, what did you think of Iron Fist? Uh, we've got one episode. We're going to watch it tonight. The end. <laughs> the end. I really enjoy it. Now it has its flaws, just like all of them, but it and it's not as compelling to me as the others. But I really enjoy, like every time we start one up, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, let's, I want to see what what the story is next you know like what is this guy's deal what i don't know i'm interested in the i don't know not the myth of the the iron Iron fist Fist because i don't really care they've sort of over dramatized it to me because he doesn't really live up to much i i just keep thinking okay so he can fight and he can punch people really hard but so can luke cage and so can jessica jones he didn't need to be, they didn't need to be granted this thing by some dragon in a cave. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm not quite into that part, but I'm, I really, it's made so well. Yeah, they all are. Aren't that's they? what I, yeah, that's the thing that really gets me is that they're just made so well that I'm looking forward to it every time. I want to really, like, I settle in, you know, I'm like, oh, now what, what's the next thing that Claire's going to be involved in? And, yeah, we, we pretty much know. run through it in like, a week, so I mean, we're on the last episode now. Um, I really like uh, Ward and Joy. I think yes, yes. They're just some really interesting characters in it, and that's what I think has made Colleen as well. I really like her. Yep, and it's all performed really well to me. I mean, I just I'm compelled by all the actor people. The father is awesome. Mm-hmm. Terrible, um, but awful. I yeah. mean, terrible, but awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I like I like you say Iron Fist. You know, Iron Fist was Marvel's. Uh, at the time, Bruce Lee and stuff like that was the big thing, so they wanted a martial arts character. And I understand that. But I've never really been into martial arts, so he is less appealing to me than Daredevil or even Jessica Jones or Luke yeah. Cage, you know? But the guy who plays him, the Danny Rand, the I don't know, the, uh, he's from Game of Thrones. Yeah. I think he... I, I like the personality of Danny Rand. I really like him. I like his... He's got like a peacefulness, but then a bit of a rage as well. Exactly. Um, and I think in in a couple of weeks now, two weeks, uh, the next Netflix Marvel show is The Defenders, um, which actually brings them all together. So Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Daredevil are all going to be in their own adventure all together against um, Sigourney Weaver, who uh, we don't know who she is as a buddy, but. Now I've gone through all their shows. I feel like I know them all like super well. So this will be like watching the Avengers, you know, like a smaller version of the Avengers. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see Jessica Jones back on the screen because we haven't seen her for a while. So um, yeah, these Netflix Marvel shows—they are very, very good. If you like Netflix, if you like Marvel, they're a very adult take on Marvel. But then you have to admit, a lot of people hate them. So you have to, it's not just like, oh, you'll love them because they're great. Because you might be one of those nerdy, picky people who 
Well, he didn't ever wear it that way, or he never did that chop or that jump or that thing, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you may not love it. I really so. love the scene in Iron Fist where he fights the drunken-style fighter. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever played Virtua Fighter, there's a um, game. In real life, there's a technique of Kung Fu called drunk the drunken style. And he fights a drunken style fighter. And it's really interesting to watch because the guy really does the drunken style. Mm-hmm. And it's like where you fall back on your back. And it's like to confuse your opponent. But it, I thought that was... A, I don't normally like watching Kung Fu fighting. But that one was really interesting to me. Um, and yeah, they do keep it interesting. And there's lots of twists and turns in Iron Fist. You might think at the beginning it's kind of dull. Mm-hmm. But it really... I mean, I, can, I didn't, but I can see people I think it, sitting there going like, where are we going with this? I think about midway through the season, it really picks up when... I don't want to spoil anything, nah. but some things happen that you're like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, it gets pretty kind of gruesome. So, uh, yeah, that's it. So Sven this week. Sven is a horror host. We watch his show every Saturday night. But we're not watching this Saturday night because mm-hmm. we've already seen the movie called Calling Doctor Death with... Um, Lon Chaney Jr. Correct. It's not a, not the greatest of movies, um, but we're not watching a repeat, so we're not going to watch that. Correct. So what's for dinner? Tonight is, by your request, egg fried rice, or we'll call it Sid's egg fried rice, because it's my style. It's would not technically probably be egg fried rice, but it's really delicious. That's what we're having. And what's your advice? My advice is, oh, I forgot what it was. Hold on. Tea. Tea. <laughs> um, this doesn't sound like great productive advice. So, you know, if you're the kind of person who thinks you need to be in constant motion and whatever, I just say sometimes you have to check out, you know, mentally. Now, if you're caring for someone and they need you to not be checked out, then no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like abandoning your children or anything. But sometimes, like right now, I'm playing The Sims. Sometimes... I think, well, I need to be productive. I've got this project to do and that project to do, and I need this to do and that to do. And then I'm like, oh, but one of those horror movies would be fun right now. Well, it's an hour and a half, you know. It's an hour and a half I can just chill. If I want to stay up an hour and a half late and just watch a movie and check out. (laughs) Like, don't think about whatever's going on. If you can. Like I said, if you're in the middle of a terrible traumatic situation, but most terrible traumatic situations... As a person, either a bystander or a helper, you know, like recently my mother's, I don't want to call him boyfriend because he's 84, but his, she's lived with him for 15 years. What do you call him? He'd be my stepfather. He's up there, refused to get married because they're very stubborn. Um, but his daughter had a car wreck, the daughter, the son, and the granddaughter. Now to me, they would be like my step siblings, only I don't know them hardly at all. We don't really mesh that way as families they've always kind of stayed separate but the daughter the granddaughter i i really like her i've met her and she's she's she got injured and then she got in trouble part of the you know looking into the accident whatnot and so my mom and him they can't do anything about it really except obviously it's going to cost money but if you sit and constantly worry about it think about it and let it let it stew in your brain you're just still not doing anything. You're not fixing anything. So if you just check out from it for a little while, it can almost like breathe fresh air into your brain. 
gives you some distance, gives you some perspective, gives you a little bit like, oh, yeah, yeah, this in a month, this thing will have passed. But it can't happen unless you just check out from it. Like, turn it off, put a wall in front of it, whatever you got to do. So my advice is, every once in a while, just check out. Nicely said. Oh, I think so. Thank you. So I want to remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com and sittalk.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Google Play Store, or just go to aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast, and you can listen or download to your delight. <laughs> you can also... My email. delight is, well, it's a hard order to fill. You can email me at aschoolie.com. Don't email sittalk. And uh, finally... Stay classy, Mr. Tom Hanks. Now, this isn't Apollo 13 or Castaway, but still some good Hanks in there. Absolutely. And I'm going to say, think for yourself or someone will do it for you.